struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. Welcome to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, trying to bring a little more normalcy to this world. Does it ever happen? Not by a long shot, but we try anyway every week to make it a little more normal. And of course, I brought a guest with me to try to help me make this world more normal. And that guest tonight is Chris Bledsoe, author of UFO of God, and also the CIA's most investigated UFO watcher, which we're going to talk about that. You better be damn sure of it. <laughs> But how you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing good, Jeremy. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. I, I love talking to anybody about UFOs, but yeah. your yeah. <laughs> your profile alone just made me like be like, oh, I need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been at it a long time, it seems. So. so the first question I ask everybody on this show is, what got you into the paranormal world? Well, it wasn't by choice at all. It was uh, it was a, a, a really rough time for me in my life. I uh, was very sick with Crohn's disease and lost my business because of uh, the the nine one one World Trade Center episode. Being in a military market, Fort Bragg, and I had a hundred houses under construction and sales quit and by 2008 the whole economy crashed so it was a terrible time and um my sickness got worse and so i was i was uh, desperate crying out to the heavens um, somebody help me you know it was it was that bad so at the lowest point in my life i cried out and these balls of fire came hmm yeah interesting yeah and so it would well actually let me ask my second question first then we can elaborate on that a little bit i think okay my second question usually is is what experiences have you had in the paranormal but i have a feeling a great ball of fire coming towards you is going to be the experience and i want to hear more about it <laughs> well actually if you have you read my book i have not had the opportunity i wish i wish i had time to read all the books of people i interview but just it's a, a losing battle trying even <laughs> it's just this well, is not my full, this is not my full-time job i wish it was <laughs> right well it would have answered your questions you know because uh the thing about about the answer to that question is the, i live in a paranormal world you might say it's every day of my life that um the paranormal, it lives with me. It lives in my home. It lives around me, my whole family. And all the people, the government scientists, you wonder about these uh, 
the government scientists and uh, government officials and academics that are involved here, uh, they get to see it with me and they get to film it. We film a lot of it, a lot. And I mean, not just up in the sky, but ground level all around us. So it's an ongoing thing and it's been investigated by more government officials and uh, officially or unofficially and by academics and anybody in the whole world. And that's, uh, that's quoted by uh, a very high ranking CIA official. Interesting. Now, uh, see, now I got to read your book. It's, it's on the <laughs> list. It's, it's getting put in the freaking list. <laughs> Just be warned that list is like a mile or two long. Cause I interview a lot of authors in the paranormal world, but it's, <laughs> Definitely getting put up there high because, oof. Well, let me let's talk about something that because I, I know you don't. I know you don't want to give too much of your book away, and I don't blame you because I wouldn't want it either if I wrote a book. So, right. the the government declared a couple years ago during COVID, which don't even get me started on COVID, but <laughs> they declared a couple years ago during COVID that UFOs are real and that the government knows about them. So yes. Why do you think they finally admitted it? That's the question. Well, it, it, to be straight up, um, I've been working behind the scenes with government officials for, or uh, government, you know, from different organizations like CIA, DIA, or different ones for 15 years now. And, um, I've, I've known all along they were going to release this information. I knew it when they did it. I had a little heads up on it. But the, the truth is, they know it's real. They know there's something there. And they just don't know what it is. And, but they, they know that the public is fastly figuring it out worldwide because of, you know, the communications nowadays. And I think they just want to get out in front of it and and try to tell it, but they don't know how to tell it. So that's me. I'm I'm kind of telling what they don't know what to say, how to tell it. Um, I like that. I like that. that makes sense. Well, that's the truth. So I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, just letting you know they don't know they don't know how to tell because it's conscience based. And that we figured out is conscience based and. But as far as um, any more, it's the most complex thing ever. And it, it can completely control your life. It can, can help you. It can, it can go against you. It can be uh, a sailing ship in the sky, a wooden ship with, with glowing sails, which they were reported back in the 1700s and 1600s. They called them sky ships. It'd be like the Mayflower floating around with glowing sails. And, and um, or it could be, you know, Kenneth Arnold's story. The, the, uh, the, the newspaper said, oh, it looked like um, they were flying saucers. And Kenneth Arnold said it only looked like a saucer skipping on the water. And they were really chevrons, not saucers. But because the news called them flying saucers, suddenly for the next 50 years, everybody's seen flying saucers. And then what happened to them? They disappeared suddenly. 
it was triangles. So for the next eight or 10 years, everybody's seeing triangles. And then that goes away. And then uh, I come along in 2007, and these big balls of fire, 50 foot around, came. And um, I, the only way I could describe them was orbs. And so for the last 16 years, everybody's seeing orbs. So, you know, it's what? just complex. Which I just want to I just want to clarify for the audience here. There's a difference between orbs that are extraterrestrial and there are orbs that are ghost lights or spirit orbs. There's a difference. Well, yeah. yeah, I think there is a difference completely. There, um, there are definitely a, a difference. But who knows? We don't know. We're just t touching the, the the surface of this, and. Um, Nobody has the answers. I don't care how much they try to claim it. Nobody has the answers. It's too complex. And um, all I'm allowed to do is see it and share it with others and hope we can figure it out as, as time goes on, at least some of it, you know. It's, exactly. It's I mean, nobody is going to know all of it. I mean, well, do you think parts of the government know all of it and they're just the high nope. up ones that have no that have the security level beyond belief. No, I don't think so. If you read I mean, my book, you know, for the reader that reads this book, you'll see where I've been uh, to the highest levels, all the way to Washington, um, and I've met some of the highest ranking folks up there, and um, and friends with them, and and nasa i've been in mission control i've been i've worked with half a dozen nasa guys and uh, and all of them one of the oldest guys there he was uh, he turned into a a father-like figure to my children he was he came 11 years uh, he came on 2008 and he died in 2020 he was 80 years old but he started NASA in 1956. But he was there when Warnerbun Brown was there before it was called NASA, and uh, he was—he still had his credentials and his security clearances when he died. And I've had—you uh, know—I loved the guy. His name was Dr. Hal Povenmire, and you know, I can tell you, it, they were always wondering, you know, trying to figure this out. They saw it. They know it's there. Well, and but they don't know what it is because it won't interact with them. That's why they studied me because they knew. They know for sure that it interacts with me because I film it, Jeremy. I have, I have a psionics camera right here. This little, this little camera is a night vision camera. It was given to me two of them, and uh, I've recorded 2,000 videos on that camera in the last uh, less than two years. Mm. And um, so, but we're still not even scratching the surface. You know, we just see it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Which, but ha let me ask you this. Have you heard of Valiant Thor from back in the 60s or 70s, I want to say it was? Yeah, I've heard of it, and I know the guy that wrote the book. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, but, you know, there again, I'm one of those that need proof, right? So 
there's a lot of stories from the 50s, 60s, 70s. They're still looking at documents from 50 years ago. You know, the UFO world has poured over the this document or that document, and they get all excited about it, and it turns into a nothing burger. And 10 years later, that same document comes back up, and they go through the whole thing. Uh, but I'm not denying it's real, but, you know, there's not enough evidence there to declare it real. You know what I mean? Which, nah. I, I'm, which I mean, it, I find fascinating because uh, Valley and Thor happened. It happened during Eisenhower's presidency, and right, right. supposedly he met with this Valley and Thor. And Eisenhower's daughter told twenty years later that she re it really happened. She met the creature that was Valley and Thor. Bob, I've not heard his daughter say that. Of course, I don't know her. Uh, yeah. But I you mean, know, who I, knows? I, who knows? Maybe so. I, you I know, mean, I've never seen it in my um, being involved with the government. Of course, they wouldn't have no reason to show me anyhow. They were studying well, me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the government doesn't show anything to anybody unless they're forced to, and even then, it's usually a, a half truth, <laughs> if anything. But right. well, let me ask you this: Do you think that these unidentified flying objects ufos we see are do you think they're the aliens that we believe they are the grays the reptilians the norses or do you think there's some other type of creature behind it all i i think there's a, a plethora of things i think all of us would be uh or i would be um uh, wrong if I said there was this, this, or this, because we don't know. There's so much possibility out there. Who has a clue? You know what I mean? There could be everything you talked about and a whole lot more. Oh, I My think. experience isn't about that. Mine was a, a more of a spiritual thing, and uh, it wasn't a physical alien thing. It was more spiritual, so paranormal. Well, yeah, I I can see I can see how, what you mean by that, and but I mean it just the amount of people that say they've seen greys or that they've seen reptilians, like it's just over. It's almost like the amount of people that have seen Bigfoot or Dogmen, like it's just overwhelming. Right. It's overwhelming because even if even if eighty percent of them say are lying about it, that's still a lot of proof right there. Right. In people a way. see those. People see them, and I really believe they do see them. I know friends of mine. I, I have a friend in the government that his whole family saw this half goat, half human. But what Ooh. was it? Yeah. What was it? You know, nobody knows what it was. Was it the was it something playing a trick? Um, who knows? Well, I, I mean, they say that they I mean, well, that right there brings me down two roads of thought. The yeah. first being the famous Goatmen creatures that people have seen for years, like the Poplic monster and whatnot. But in a more extraterrestrial sense, I mean, it's been reported that greys can shape shift to make us see things that make us more comfortable or just to be something else besides themselves. Like, whatever the reasoning is, I mean, who knows why these creatures do what they do? I mean, none of us know that, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, eh. I'd it's all speculation, you know what I mean? It's all speculation. The whole the whole thing, all we can do is 
is think about it and, and wonder. We, we really have no Rosetta Stone. We really have no tangible evidence. We just got a lot of stories and all we can do is dream about it and wonder. Um, but there's a lot of things people see, you know, from Bigfoot to Dogman to um, who knows what, you know. But oh, my experience has been uh, a little different. It's been more paranormal. It's been more supernatural is a good word. Uh, more spiritual. Um, Which, I mean... You keep saying that you keep saying spiritual, and so I gotta ask: Do you believe that UFOs are connected to like religion or Christianity or faith or any of that? Like, do you think that UFOs are? I mean, people have hy hypothesized that for years now, but do you believe that's the case? I actually do believe that's the case, and I wouldn't say it's about a religion or Christianity, for instance. I would say it's about you know all of us. And I think that the people 2,000 years ago writing the Quran or writing the, the Bible or the Hindu scriptures, they were seeing something flying around in the sky and they were reporting it and they had their uh, ideas just like we do. You know what I mean? They were speculating back then. And so they were seeing the same thing we're seeing today. And they labeled them angels. Well, what does that mean? People see that. They think, oh, my God, religion. Well, the word means messenger. Messenger. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. And so, and, and in the biblical writings, it tells you every encounter with an angelic being was a, a, a terror. It was sheer terror. People... Um, I mean, listen to Jacob when he wrestled with an angel. The angel broke his hip. He went really nice to him. So it's, it's, it's always been a terrifying experience. And so, but we still, there again, uh, it, we don't understand. But I can tell you with me, uh, if you were standing here in my yard tonight, I would probably be able to show you enough of stuff that when you left here you'd have a different idea or at least a, a new idea about part of it so because it come out of the sky and fly right up to you and it'd be a ball of light this big and then take off and fly away or just mm. come over or flash maybe a dozen of them at the time so yeah which i mean i've said on this show before my listeners know this but there are i mean because I've, there are paintings going back to the caveman era of what we now know as flying saucers in cave on cave walls next to cows and tigers and lions, depending on where in the world you are. And I mean, it's just if the if we're seeing these things back then and we're still seeing them to this day, because they only drew things on the wall they saw. They didn't know anything else. So I mean, right. it's insane to think that these things have been coming around for millennia. A millennia. I think, just... I think they made us, probably. There's a good chance they made all of us. And every living thing. And they live above us in the air. What I'm experiencing lives around us. They're celestial beings. They live in the air. And they appear like magic out of light. And um, I haven't seen... I've seen beings, but they're translucent and, and glowing like a moon, like the color of the moon, soft glow. You might would, you know, I wouldn't say they were grays, but 
you know they're they've got to be there a lot of people talk about them, so interesting which well i mean and the other thing i had to say i mean i've heard for a long time that the angels that they talked about in the bible and all that and even the other gods that were in the older religions like ancient egyptians and aztecs like their gods were animal based which yeah. what if they weren't what if these gods that came down from the sky in their chariots were really extraterrestrials that we they just didn't know how to define what they wore and they worshiped them because they knew how to do more than they did i mean well that's a good that's a good possibility um i'm not i wouldn't rule that out but there again we call them aliens uh that's just another word right and, and but it means something different it means they come from another place and they came here and um and maybe they didn't create us. They're from outside of this place. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're we're totally speculating. I do know the way they answer me. I can tell you this. I've had a thousand people write me in the last two to three weeks, four weeks since my book released. A thousand people at least. And I try to answer every single one of them and give them a thank you for reaching out and for buying my book and supporting me. And, and this has been going on. People write me for 16 years now, and I talk to everybody I can. And uh, so many write me and say, I never told this and I don't know who to tell, but I feel like I can talk to you. I don't want to talk publicly. My wife, my grandma, nobody knows. I just got to tell you. And when when they start that conversation the first thing i do is i ask them okay i want to ask you a question before you tell me your story i want you to answer this tell me what life was like when you've had the first experience tell me what was going on with you and your family or just you when your um, paranormal experiences started and this goes for 85 year old women uh, or men that lost their spouses to young people and nearly all of them, Jeremy, all of them tell me the same thing. They were at the bottom of their life. They were suffering from their mama dying, their daddy dying, their daughter or son. They lost the started appearing and all kinds of things started happening. And that's a common thread in this. And that should be a big indicator to anybody trying to figure out what's going on. So the majority of all, and I know this, MUFON reports, the majority of their reports are positive angelic type beings. They only report the, the small. And I was told that by academic people that um, most of their reports are benevolent angelic hmm. yeah interesting Inter i mean it makes sense in a way almost that like i don't know i mean in this day and age maybe people would mistake angelic things for ufos but then again you also have people reporting angel visits and demon yeah. visits nowadays so i mean right i unless they're showing up in multiple different ways which i could see possible i guess but 
I or if they don't want the person to know they're an angel, like and they want to show up like inconspicuous, then maybe they show up like a UFO. Like that kind of makes sense to me, but 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 I, still when we say they show up like an angel, all that thought immediately goes to grandma or a baby with wings. But if you read the true accounts, biblical accounts about the angels, they were creatures. Yes. Just like Ezekiel, when when the cherubim landed and this this being stepped out, it was terrifying. It had four faces. It had the face of a cow a, a, and a, a lion and a and an eagle and a man. So what's that about? It's no different. The Egyptians, all their gods are animals. Why? Because it's forces of nature. In other words, God or whoever God is or whoever they are can appear in the form of birds and animals around us or people or creatures. They're that powerful. They can do whatever. They can they can appear as a ship in the air out of wood and sails to a flying saucer to a ball of light. So and that's uh, and we've seen a morph from one thing, you know blow up and 50 orbs come out of one and then they all join back together and then disappear you know think about the power it takes to do that and how how uh what we're seeing doesn't scratch the surface of what they really can do i don't know well let me ask you this do you think <coughs> excuse me do you think do you believe that these Aliens, for lack of a better word, are extraterrestrial in origin, meaning they come from space, or are they ultra-terrestrial in origin, meaning they come from other dimensions? I think it's all entirely possible. Other dimensions, they come from different places, and I think they're living around us as well, and we just can't see them. So there's probably a lot going on. Um, and... Um, all I can tell you is what's happened with me. Uh, you know, what my experience is, has been a, a, a spiritual thing because I was sick. And I was on the Cape Fear River crying out for God to help me because I just had a near-death experience. Yep, I mean, I personally, I personally, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe, but let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do you think is a possibility that? I mean, because they're the Men in Black. Do you think they actually exist, or do you think that's just the government trying to cover their tracks? I, I don't know how to comment on that. Um... You know, I really don't know. I've never had a run-in with them at that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, ha I haven't either, per se, but, uh, but I, it's just weird that whenever people have, whenever, like, even Dan Aykroyd, the actor, when he was shooting a documentary about his alien sightings, the men in black supposedly showed up outside the studio to talk to him. And then the whole shooting of the documentary got shut down afterwards shortly. Well, I would imagine that was probably uh, government or something that did that, but who knows, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. Well, let me throw this out right now for the audience. <laughs> I mean, obviously, none of us know anything about are going to have any definitive answers about any of this because no one can. That's it's right. all it's all going to be speculation, and it's just fun to speculate and think about the different possibilities out there. Right. Right. That's the point of the show. If my listeners already know that, I'm sure they already do, but I should just say it for call it a warning. <laughs> but I mean, I've had this theory for a long time because I've talked to people on this show before about Atlantis and they people who have done research into Atlantis and all that. And a lot of different, there's a lot of different explanations for Atlantis out there. And I'm not going to get into that now because that's not really why we're here. But I've had a theory for a long time that what if Earth is a prison planet and we were create, what if we were a species on another planet and because our species wasn't behaving or wasn't being good a good species what if some other whether what if another species put us here on, on a prison planet with other species like that would explain that would explain cryptids such as bigfoot and so on so on as well because what if they're all prisoners too well that's a possibility it's just speculation right there again, well, I, I mean, can only come in on what's happening in my life and my family. And and the thing I can do is, and have been able to do, is share exactly uh, what's going on here. And that's what's got the whole, uh, what got the government involved and, and all the scientists and so on. Because they got something tangible to study and to look at. And we've been recording it. Uh, we've used sensors to identify or not identify. Um, they've had, uh, and it's in the book. You can read this in, in, in my book. The last chapter talks about being at Monroe Institute and, and filming it on site. And, um, and the sensors there sitting on the mountaintops, random generators and all went off wire when they showed up. And so, uh, you know, I can talk all day about that, about, you know, what's happening with me. But when it comes to this other stuff, I'm lost the words. It, it turns into speculation, you know. Well, I mean, that's the, I mean, this show is going to I mean, this show basically is speculation because what else are we going to do we can't just sit here and define facts that we don't know anything about right. i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to my audience and say i know anything about this beyond right. what i can speculate and what's been said before and what's been seen before to some degree because i my right. <laughs> facts are i'm not this is none of this is science right 100 yet yet i mean it may be eventually but I don't know if that happened in my lifetime, and I don't know if it's going to happen in my kids' lifetime even. Like, I really don't. Well, there's definitely science going on, and I'm a part of it. And um, there's a lot coming out this year that uh, I think is going to open the eyes of some people uh, if they see it. And um, just pay attention to, you know, I can't talk about it, but later this summer there will be some stuff coming out both on television and the internet that will open some eyes, I think. And uh, at least a little piece, a little sliver of this grand thing, whatever it is, it's, uh, uh, it's very complex. Worse than cancer or, uh, you know, 
or worse than worse than having to hear about the Trump hearing right now or all the other fake news they put all the other not fake news but the, all the other cover propaganda news they put out there to cover the real stuff like you know yeah I don't comment on that I don't watch TV I don't even have television and I stay completely out of politics I don't I don't get into that at all I have friends everywhere on both sides and yeah. I love them all, and I just stay completely away from all that. It's, See, it's, it's that, negative, you know. And if you ever want to exactly. experience the positive, which is this this phenomenon, you got to have your heart right, and you got to lose all that negativity. And and my recommendation is to turn it off and not watch it if it bothers you. You know. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the same way I feel. I, to me. I haven't watched the news ever in my life and I, my wife loves to watch it. So I see it occasionally if she's watching it, especially when I used to work at home. But to me, it's just a friend of mine always says, if you want to be put down and be put in a depression, go watch the news. It'll work great in about five minutes, <laughs> but it's just, I, and you don't know what, what they're telling you, what they're telling you could be a complete false it could be complete like lies and you don't even know it because it's just well yeah and gets y'all upset for no reason so i you know i don't look at it i don't get into it i can't affect it either way um whatever i can get mad and storm off and you know have a whole ruined day and i'm not it'll only be me that's upset so exactly i 100 i 100 agree with that and to me it's just like the whole thing is I'm not going to believe what they're telling me anyway. So why am I going to watch it? Like right. I, I mean, COVID alone. And I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole nother podcast that people do that. I'm not going to, I'm not, this is not a political podcast by any means. I don't like politics. I'm like you, I don't like politics. I try to avoid it. I haven't voted since 2008. I think if that even, I don't even remember honestly, cause I just stopped caring. But at first I thought it was my patriotic duty, but after a while I've stopped caring, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, but the fact that there's these beings out there and I've talked to people who say, like, I've talked to people who say like, oh, they come from space. I've seen them. They come from space. I communicate. I've, I've talked to people who have communicated with them. And I've, I've also talked to people. I've also talked to people who say like, I astral project. I, I lucid dream and I've seen them come and I've seen them come through, like I've seen them in other dimensions. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe personally. I just don't. Like I can't say with affinity. Like I believe this. I believe that. It's just impossible in this day and age. Yeah, it's all speculation, and it's going to be continue to be that way until we have science, uh, data, and knowledge, and you know, truth. And is is even with what's happening here. Uh, I will be, I will have orbs around me within the next hour. I can guarantee it and will film it the minute I walk out of this door after this podcast is over. And, uh, but still, I can only tell someone what, why they come, uh, at least why I think they come and what I say and do to make that, make that happen. And, uh, what I believe, but then it's just my opinion, right? We we don't know. It's too complex, but I believe it's spiritual. My part, what what I'm interacting with is is a spiritual thing. 
Damn dogs just knock the whole table. But, um, oh, uh, yeah, I I agree. I mean, to me, it's just it's a, it's gonna be speculation, like we said. It's gonna be speculation, but that's the fun day. It's trying to figure it out without knowing the knowing we're, we're never we're never gonna know in our lifetimes. I I mean, if I know if I know the truth of my lifetime, I would be happy, but I would be truly amazed beyond belief that I actually found it out. Right. I mean, but I've heard a lot about the hitchhiker effect. What do you think of that? Well, I'm uh, I actually write about that in my book. And um, if you want to know this, the data behind it, there's more data about that. Uh, and when it comes to my story than most anyone out there, uh, because I have had scientists here at my house. I've had academics here at my house. I've had normal people here. Uh, children and women and people that are sick and whatever, just a whole uh, array of different types. And not everybody go, it goes home with, but there's a lot of people when they go home, they start experiencing it. And two, if you read my book, uh, the most amazing thing I've discovered in the last six weeks or five weeks since this book released um, People are constantly writing me, telling me since they read my book, they started seeing orbs in the sky. And, Interesting. Um, yeah, and we predicted that in the book. It's written up front by Dr. John Alexander, Colonel, U.S. Army Colonel John Alexander. Uh, he's world famous. And he wrote the introduction to my book. He speaks about that. All right, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm going to order your book as soon as I get off here. Because now I'm, that that makes me want to read it. If I if I'm going to definitely if I'm gonna, if there's a possibility I'll see things after it, I'm definitely going to want to read it. Because I mean, I've been wanting to see things since I was a kid, and I mean, I used to watch all the alien movies when I was a kid, and like nothing ever happened, and I never saw anything in my life besides one time a couple years ago. And even that was just distant things moving the sky. It looked like scar. They looked like a cluster of stars moving in the same direction that faster right. than stars would ever move. So, well, what it do is if it interacts with you, if it comes down and says, "Hey, Jeremy, I got you on my radar. I see you, and I know you know I see you." When that happens, uh, it changes you completely. And it opens a door that um, that won't close. Or you could close it, I said, I would say. A lot of people see things and never see anything else. Mm. Uh, and they don't understand why. That's pretty common, I think. But well, uh, Let me get your opinion on this. What do you think of, like, the, the stories of Barney and Betty Hill and Travis Walton, like the abduction stories? What do you think of those? I'm very good friends with Travis Walton and I'm very good friends with Kathy Martin, which is the niece of Betty and Barney. And it's all true stories. They had these experiences. I was low. I was taken. I've been taken more than once. And in my book, you'll read about four hours of missing time in 2007. And then you'll read about um, missing time with the U S Naval sub commander and his wife and, and, six other people, five other people. And then uh, the very start of the book, um, the scientist that was at my house there, her and her assistant from Wake Forest University, they're government scientists. 
uh, we lost time two hours one night. So it's, it's happened quite a few times with me. Oh, yeah. But what happened, nobody knows. You know, they erase your memory. Well, I mean, that would make sense. Uh, that would make sense, 100%. They erase your memory because why would they want people to remember? Because then people would figure out what they're, what's going on. And right. whether, whether it's angelic or heavenly or it's extraterrestrial, I mean, they, they don't want you to know what's going on because then they can't do what they're doing anymore because people are going to be aware of it. And that would destroy everything they're working towards, whatever that may be. Well, yeah, and if you look back, they always bring you back, and people get stressed about it, and most of the time, everybody that ever had that happen turned out to be blessed, and and um, they never eat you, they never, you know, scalp you, they never, it's just no stories much out there. For the majority of the people, it's, it turns out to be a blessing. But a, a blessing how like do people change their lives afterwards because yeah. they realize something new is happening or yeah, is it that's, that's what i mean by transformation transforms people they become more spiritual they become more in tune with earth they care for creatures and the earth and everything in the environment more as a common thread which goes along with the thing East, uh, the Egyptians talk about these forces of nature. You know, even the the biblical stories involve these creatures that are part animal. Yeah, I I mean I agree to a degree that I mean people should care more about nature. They should care more about the earth because we live here and we're destroying this. We're destroying this planet slowly. I mean I'm not a I'm not environmental by any means of the word at all. I mean, I probably do things I shouldn't do that are against the environment, but I still believe it, even if I don't practice it 100%. I try, I try to do the best I can, but I mean, I'm human. <laughs> and the human is there, of course. But, and it's, wow, to meet Travis Walton, that's, that, that's my bucket list. I'd love to have him in my show, even. I mean, he's a I, I I love his experiences. Like I've read all about them. Like it's been a fascination of mine since I was a child. But well, if you talk to Travis, he tells you the same thing. It was a blessing to him. After he didn't know that for the longest time, but he'll tell you now um, that it was a blessing. Let me ask you this though: I I had a guest on a couple months ago, Dr. Hugh Gross. He's an astrophysicist, and he's documented hundreds and hundreds of UFO sightings and whatnot. And he he has a belief that when someone is abducted, that they've been using, that they've been, he has a more, he's a religious view on as well, that he says that when they're abducted, it's because they've been practicing demonic things, such as listening to heavy metal music and so on and so on. Like, I don't want to go into the list he gave me, but I mean, what do you think of that? Because to me, that seems kind of like more religious than paranormal. Well, I'd, I'd have to hear what he's saying. Uh, I, you know, and then there again, I can't comment on what everybody else experiences are. Mine is um, mine has been a, a total blessing, even though the people were terrible. The community was terrible. The people that criticized the family was terrible. 
But the phenomenon was a blessing. It, it took away Crohn's disease that I suffered 17 and a half years with. Uh, there's several people in that have come across my path that are no longer sick, that were very sick with uh, diseases and whatever. And so um, I can only speak from my point. Um, that is. Uh, I mean, which makes sense. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect you to go. Right. Give opinions you don't want to give, of course, but I mean, like I said, this is all speculation. We don't, we, we can't define any of this with fact, but right, it's all speculation. I can exactly. show you what is happening here. I, I have the videos to prove it, and the witnesses from the government to prove it. Uh, if you read my book, uh, if you can go to my website, which is ufoofgod.com. Uh, there you'll see the testimonies and from government scientists and witnesses. And um, you can find the Amazon link there. That's where you would buy it is, your, is my website or go straight to Amazon. But Interesting. It's, 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 it's nothing like all that with me. I'm getting on Amazon tonight. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm buying this book because it's gonna be my new thing at work when I'm on lunch and just is just reading a half hour of this book every day until I finish it because it's the the curiosity is just getting to me. It's getting to me, <laughs> but and um, but if this is all angelic, say these UFOs, then why, if there is a God, why would He choose UFOs as like His? delivery method like it seems like there'd be better ways for him to do it than well what, what is a ufo i mean what is it real is a mile wide uh black looking thing with lights on it going over phoenix arizona real is a is a flying ship in the sky with sails glowing sails the real what you what their real appearance is is uh the native americans they used to see canoes floating around, white glowing canoes. And um, that's just some of the stories out there. So there, it appears in so many different ways. Um, it's hard to know what's real or what's not. But, uh, hey, I mean, it, I agree. I mean, it's, but people, so many people have seen these. I mean, yes, I get that, that, if it and actually it makes sense to a way that if if it was God say that was doing this, why wouldn't he change it over time to look like what we would expect it to look like almost from flying ships back during the exploratory era to more metallic ships nowadays where we had the technology for metal and we do things with it and we make our own flying things with metal. So why wouldn't we expect something more advanced to be out there that's if they exist, that would be more metallic and more of a ship like in sci-fi movies, like they eventually end up putting in sci-fi movies. Because if you notice, the UFOs in Independence Day look like the giant triangle ships that people have seen throughout the 80s and 90s. So, Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's just such a big thing to, to understand. I don't think any of us is going to understand it no time soon. We just got to um, but um, 
I really enjoyed the show. And um, yes, it's it's been a pleasure having you. It really has, Chris. And I've learned. I mean, you gave me even more to think about, which is the point of this show. Is I've always been a fan of the paranormal and all the topics. And, and when guests give me something more to think about than I already think about, it's beyond to me. It's just exactly the point of this show. But why don't you tell the audience one more time where they can find your book and where they can find out more about you? Um, you can find my book at Amazon or um, you can go to my website, ufoofgod.com. And there you'll find uh, my social media accounts, which is uh, Instagram. On Instagram, I post a few videos there and um, some data. And there are testimonies there from different people. And um, so, it's, and we're going to be adding more to the site, maybe uh, some other stuff down the road. So but that's a good place to find me is, is that website. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. And all my guests know where they can find me. I'll be back tomorrow with another guest live. But I want to thank Chris for coming on. And I can't wait for this episode to release of the podcast. And for all my listeners that listen to my podcast only, to hear this because it's truly informative and i urge all you check out chris's book because it seems like it's a very very informative book that we all need to read yeah especially, yeah. especially I, think, this. I think you'll learn a lot if you do um you'll learn a lot about me for sure and a lot about the government's interest in this particular case has been greater than any other case out there so imagine why Exactly. I mean, right. the, po the point alone that you're the most investigated UFO watcher is uh, mind-blowing. And right. the, fa the fact I got you on my show, to me, is just a tremendous honor. So I want to thank you. And to all my listeners, I'll see you next time. Have a good week, and I will see you in half a week. You can, of course, find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant. Or on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with the S Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you could find me, of course, on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast and on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on everything we do if you're interested in seeing more. Patreon material coming soon.